You good? I'm dude. I'm on in your top robe of over there. I got my. It's not just a robe. It's uh, embroidered, engraved with my initials. Oh shit! JDW. This is some fancy shit. Um, so just it so says you know, JWDE. Yeah, like so. Basically, the Waldvogel. JW the, Stillwater. JW Stillwater. <laughs> so, um, see, continuing our trend of starting podcasts with, um, you know, in a. But, uh, edgy topics. This season's theme, love. This season's theme, love. <laughs> Is that what the we said? Of the season. It was something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was right? like it was like love always wins or love is for everyone or something like that. It was it was something. Love like is that. for everyone. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> I always Anyways, felt like edgy. yeah, no, I always felt like I was one of the kids that you remember Dare the the drug program. Mm-hmm. drug and dare you it? to take drugs dare you to t- that's what they said they, the cop would walk in and go i dare you fucking nerd do it like t- yeah. take take this medicine or whatever it was shit the- bricks yeah <laughs> but i feel i always felt like i was one of the few kids that dare worked on because like the joke as like millennials was always like oh dare just made you want to go do drugs and i was like i don't know they talked about like a kid getting beheaded and like all these <laughs> crazy things like i don't know if i want to do it so like i didn't i drank at a normal age but i didn't like uh uh partake in the uh greenery if you will i think that's the mm-hmm. phrase the kids use until last year when so. i was we believe, we believe, <laughs> that's what i was 28 years until last last summer we, which we've <laughs> talked about and even then it was like uh, I had just like it was just like gummies, right? It was just like yeah. what? And and I'm, I'm imagining you going to a street corner and be like, you have any, uh, you know, greenery? Green? And they're like, there's a there's a place right there. There's a dispensary around the corner. So I had gummies last year for the first time, and like I was like, this is fun. I get it. Like I'm, I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do it often. I maybe once every couple of months. Um. Mainly because I forget that I have them. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that those are in that drawer. <laughs> um, so, but I've never really liked. I've never wanted to like smoke anything because I used to be a runner, and you know, uh, obviously not anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, just the whole idea of like smoke in the lungs has never really sat well with me. And so, well, we were up there this weekend with some friends, and they had a vape pen, and I was like, all right, I'm like, you know, it's supposed to hit quicker. I was like, I'll just do it. And they were instructing me what to do, which is like you know put, drag it into your mouth hold it there and then like and then inhale and mm-hmm. exhale and i thought that it would be like you know when you start taking a sip of water you know when your mouth is full right like when your mouth yeah. is at full capacity you're like i can have no more water when i took the vape when i took a hit from the vape i thought that's what it would be like no it's not you don't know when you're at full capacity until you're over capacity (laughs) i had the worst coughing fit of my life i honestly (laughs) thought a rib might pop out again i was just like it was just me and me and her outside at first when this happened so like Uh i was like keeled over like the railing just like fucking losing it (laughs) and she's kind of laughing but also kind of concerned and I'm just laughing like, at first and then concerned. Yeah. And then well, like, and she was just like, she was like, this is what happened to me. So like, I've been, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been there and I was just like, I didn't, this is horrible. This is the worst feeling. Um, and it felt like, you know, in the movies when the kid takes his first hit and then coughs a lot, but then I kept coughing <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> this went from a movie scene to like a medical emergency. It was, it was horrible. And then after that, it was fine. After that, it was really good. Cause I learned, you know, what not to do. That's fair. But at first, I, the way I told, I told Caleb that the other day and he was like, when you feel it hit your lungs, it's too late. 
like when you feel it in your throat, that's when it's that's when you're too far gone. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I was like, oh, that, as I felt that I was like, oh, I'm there. <gasps> and then just could not <laughs> See, they, I was so, like overly cautious, scared of that. So I like, yeah, I would like not yeah. get anything and be like. Here you go. <laughs> the first couple times you you you're like the the boys playing like fake tea party where you just put it to your uh-huh. lips and you're like all done. Yeah, yeah. Like, I no, but that's anything. But that, that's I guess what's that's funny what though is, is that now. like <laughs> after I did it, I got high the first couple times. I was like, oh, this is not like like I think you know when you're a kid and for good reason. Like I still am pro. Like don't make don't let watch what your kids are doing. You know, like I I'm pro that stance, but like when you're a kid they equate smoking weed or like getting high on uh, marijuana to like dropping acid like you know like doing like the the hardest of drugs and so well it's the gateway drug it's the gateway drug to one day with weed and you're gonna be on a bunch of who knows what and and tomorrow we do have our lsd meth party um which but that's not the same thing um but but you've got somebody on standby. It's gonna be you safe. got someone on standby. Yeah, you just gotta make sure you get to the life alert in time. So I even after doing it though, <laughs> I was I still have that fear, right? Like that that like mm-hmm. that weirdness of it of and like I drink no problem, right? Like I have no concerns yeah. about drinking. Like I know what my limits are there, and you know like we 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 both are enjoying a, a cold beverage right now. Um, but it's just so weird to like still be ruled by like past experiences dare Dare, yeah well and my girlfriend's catholic i I was thinking about this the other day i was like oh this is a fraction of what catholic guilt is this is like a fraction of what they experience what she experiences in her entire life with like everything (laughs) you know what i mean and so it's just it's a it's an interesting experience to be like oh yeah that was fun i would do that again yeah but i don't want to go to hell like you know like so you're like i don't know and then realizing oh that's just a fraction of it so all i have to say i learned my limits you know that's fair i will not be vaping ever again once did you, done. Did you, you have a bad what, what were you vaping like uh, thc no i don't i honestly have no idea what i don't think it was anything that crazy we had a couple beers and my buddy and roommate roommate at the time in college thc is not crazy thc <clears throat> is like weed well i know but well, i don't think slow it was... your horses pal <laughs> i know but i i like i don't think it was anything like that because it wasn't legal at the time, well, at least weed so was not. Once we in once we once we upload this, they'll probably be at your door within an, an hour or two. Um, just oh yeah, I know. You. We're not going to air this. I don't want to get arrested. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's fair. <laughs> but no, I don't. Know. I I don't remember what it was. It was, my roommate at the time had yeah. a pen and we yeah. had a couple beers, and then he was passing that around, and I got couch locked harder than i ever have in my life everyone just staring you <laughs> i down. went to stand up and i was like nope that <laughs> we're gonna sit here and we're gonna be absolutely perfectly stationary until we're okay to move and uh i sat there for a good little while and <laughs> All right. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Radical Face R Us, the only Radical Face podcast sponsored by the Greeniverse, the brand new Michigan-based dispensary coming to you eventually. Uh, My name is JD. And I'm Nick. And today you're talking about the bastards, I hope. That's what I listen to. Bastards. Yep. No, not the. (laughs) No, I can't say that joke. Yep. We're talking about the bastards. (laughs) 
No, not the Third Reich. Not those silly bastards. We're talking about oh, the album. <laughs> We're talking about. Are you telling me they weren't you bastards? Were right to bend that one. <laughs> that wasn't the one I binned. I binned something else. That was my second take. That was that was the one that I thought was okay. That was the second pass. That was the second pass. If you don't think that that's good, that means you think that they weren't bastards, which means you're sympathetic to the Nazi cause, which I don't know if that's a stance you want to take on that topic in particular. I've told you we don't want to get into this on the pod explicitly. I just wish you'd take your flags down when we're recording. I moved to... No, I don't even want to... No, don't do the bit... No, nope. <laughs> uh, no, it's a good. That's fair. This is it's another good. one that I, I want to end early and clarify. <laughs> it's like I like that we have to put a note on just the next look, episode. Just because I lived in Germany, okay? <laughs> you read some very. You shaved your head while you were there. You got a tattoo. It was very p- p- peculiar. Who right, you were don't bring with. my hair into this just because I'm balding early. <laughs> Listen, there's a difference between balding and being a skinhead, okay, JD? I love I love the idea that our next episode starts with a like we'd like to clarify the point that Nick is not a Nazi. We'd like to again clarify the point that uh before we begin that Nick is not a Nazi. All right, moving on. Um so yeah, we're talking about the bastards. Now, explain to me the context of this of this music in the radical face discography. Uh, so it's another part in the Family Tree series, um, but this one was released as a couple of EPs, I think four or maybe three, and then the fourth release was the collection. Um, so he had been dropping uh, two or three song EPs uh, as after he released the first episode intermittently, and then before the next episode we'll get to, before the last ep- uh, album dropped, he added them all together plus i think two to three new songs that were released with this album and dropped it as the bastards um so is this meant is like i I, i'm thinking of like you know sawdust by the killers which is like their b-side compilation that they released is this like what it is sawdust yeah it's a b-side compilation Ah, okay yeah that's why it's terrible wow okay well like is was the bastards meant to be one cohesive piece that he released in batches or was it two or three EPs that they then that he then said okay let's put it all out as this does that make sense i feel like it's more of that like if it was meant to be one collective piece why would you drop it that's what i'm asking four years between other albums that's what i'm asking i feel like just like just intuitively, I feel like it's more the latter. And your intuition's but... always been like spot, spot on. on. Like oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, but I, I agree. That's what that's why I was asking because I think that that makes a difference in how you look at the piece. Like yes. if it was meant to be one thing versus a collection of things, even like, you know, it's not like it's eleven separate songs. It's like a collection of two you know, three or four EPs or whatever. Right. That still makes a difference at how you look at the pieces, I think. So that's why I ask. No, um, I agree. And like, I think, I think we talked about it in the first episode where, uh, or not the first episode, the first episode of the family tree, our second episodes on the roots, um, that he said that he had had a bunch of songs written beforehand and then modified some, added some, I think gave up on some, but, um, had kind of had a bunch and then when he was grouping them, editing them as 
you know the albums came out right it seems like he probably had a couple that oh yeah let's drop this these two here in this collection and then eventually it was like well you know i have all this stuff and it fits into the project so yeah let's work it into something more cohesive maybe and i like these Uh, songs i want to put them out exactly yeah well yeah most of them at that point were already out so well yeah okay fair enough yeah i meant more like you're going to release them as eps like when you release eps you're thinking that like well i want to put these out there um, it's actually yes. similar, I would say, to uh, Boy by the Killers that just came out um, a few, probably a month or two ago now. Um, but they said that that was actually the first song that he wrote for Pressure Machine, like the impetus that kind really? of like inspired that album. And then by the end of that album was like, that song doesn't really doesn't feel fit. like it fits anymore, but they wanted to put it out. So they released it as like a single. And I think what's yet to be seen is when their new album mm-hmm. comes out next year, if that's going to be on it. Or if this is going to be kind of like a a one off sort of you know uh, uh, single. Uh, speaking of which, real quick while we're while we're on that topic a bit, um, we saw the Killers uh, last weekend in Detroit. Yeah, we that did. was awesome. That was a great that show. Was really good. And that was your first time seeing them. Was it? Did it kind of live up to the uh, expectations of what you'd hoped a Killer show would be? It did. You know, it started off. I think. I think it got better as it went along. Mm-hmm. The first couple, I was like, okay, this is you know, I. I don't know. I wasn't super feeling it yet, and mm-hmm. then I got really into it at the end. That's know. so weird because I I feel exactly the same. Like I don't I, know what it was. I can't really put my finger on it. I just felt. I I think I felt it. This is this is my third time seeing them. So I've I'd seen them before. Uh-huh. I so I don't know if it was where we were sitting or the venue or what, but I felt almost like a little detached during the first two or three songs, and then like I think it was probably around Jenny or Smile Like You Mean It, where it kind of like. I kind of like locked in and then I was like yes. there, I was like in it and it wasn't anything on them. They were in it from the get go. The boy, like the Brandon and Ronnie and the band were like, they were up there yeah. from the beginning, but I just felt deta- detached for the first two or three songs. I absolutely. Yeah. I remember the first song, first couple, I was like, it's almost like it's quiet. Like, do they need more speakers up in here? Mm-hmm. And then at the mm-hmm. end I was like, what was I thinking earlier? This is like normal. Something I, about I'm it was like, weird though. <laughs> it's loud that, as that's now. so weird. But I'm glad that we both felt the same way because there were moments where I was like, this is feel like in the beginning specifically, yeah. I just felt like a little like, I don't know, man. Like by the end, Ryan, I thought the, my little brother felt it too. That's crazy. My dad loved it. Afterwards. He was my, like, so, yeah, Jenny, Jenny was a friend of mine. I like, I love that song, but I wasn't really feeling it. Interesting. I, like, okay. I, I, rem- I remember feeling it during smile. Like you mean it, which was like the fourth mm-hmm. main song. Like, I definitely was in it by yeah. then. And I feel like Jenny, I was getting there. Um, my dad, yeah. it's so funny though. My dad's in his you know mid fifties and the killers are his favorite band. And it's so fun going, like watching him next to me, like double fist pumping in the air. And, um, uh, and we were in the car afterwards. I, I mean, Brandon flowers is just one of the like cutest, most adorable human beings on the face of the planet. He made a couple of really dumb dad jokes and you and I were oh rolling our God. eyes the whole time. And then he's, they, you know, they had the, the camera where he's so smiling and I was just like, <laughs> I can't be mad at you. I was like, I can't, you get the cutest little smile, Brandon. Um, but yeah, it was a good show. It was a very fun show. Um, so that was cool. That's all. That's all I had there. Um, th- yeah. So the bastards. the bastards, what do you, what are your, what do you, how do you, what do you think about that? Um, I think there's some pretty great stuff in here. Uh, overall, it feels less solid and maybe a little less cohesive than the last two. 
but, maybe know, a little I mean, more liquidy I feel like that makes sense yeah a little less liquidy yeah um i feel like that makes sense given that it's a collection of eps what about you i i i started to feel the fatigue this time um i i agree that i feel like the it definitely feels very uncohesive um Mm -hmm. and i think it suffers for that um I also think that I took notes for the first time. I took like a, a document of notes. I know, right? I took a little the bit of a first time. Well, f- well, for this podcast, at least. Oh, nope. I took notes for nine of the 11. Whoops. Anyway, okay. um, because uh, I was working a lot during it uh, when I was listening this the final time today. I listened to the, you know, in- intentionally a few times. Um, uh, But I just felt like there were so- and I'll, you'll hear me say this a lot. So I apologize in advance. There were just so many that I was like, this just sounds like a standard Radical Face song. Like there wasn't anything to yeah. um, to uh, make it distinct or unique compared to, you know, another one. Um, what we've and heard so, the last three yeah, albums. You, well, well, what we've heard the last three albums for sure. And then also what else is on this EP? Um, yeah. So I think I, like I, I agree. I think I just I feel it. I feel the, the lack of cohesiveness in it. That being said, I think there are a couple things that he does on this that are really cool and interesting that I would hope that um, he would. I, I hope to hear more of as the album as, as more music comes out for me to listen to. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. as we continue the podcast, um, I think listening to where we are now, like taking a, you know, what three albums into the family tree, our fourth episode. I remember talking in episode two about how in the first episode, I was really worried that it was just going to stay there. But then Mm -hmm. looking back, I was like, Oh, this was like the groundwork to what the family tree became, right? Like he built off of ghost into uh, roots and it was really cool. I would, I think there's an argument that up until this point, there hasn't been much musical change since then that they, that the groundwork was yeah. laid, but then the rest has been on the same level, not like in terms of quality, but in terms <clears> of <throat> sound, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have to agree yeah. with me, no, but I, I mean like, if, very... if, yeah. So, um, I get it. Yeah. It's just like, I'll my B and L criticisms. I'll, I'll like rant about it. You're like, I get it, but I still like, it. <laughs> um, well, no, but... like I understand where you're coming from. He definitely has a distinctive sound. And for the most part, he stays there. I think mm-hmm. off the top of my head, I would say that at least after the next album, the first EP he has out of mm-hmm. that is fairly different from that. That's uh, exciting. Or at least the couple songs that I like stick out in my memory are different. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see if that thought continues well, and you after. There's also um, the, the added point that like mm-hmm. I'm listening to... 15 years of radical face over the span of like three or four months, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm cramming it in. If these right. albums come out every three or four years and that's when I'm listening to them, it's going to feel like visiting an old friend. It's going to be like, Oh, I missed this. I'm glad to have more right. of this. When you're back to backing it all the time, it, it like, and it's all fresh. Yes, exactly. You're all, you're listening to all of it for the first time, trying to come up with interesting things to say about it. It's gonna, it's going to yeah. feel tiresome after a while. Um, but not because just, just because of the speed of it all. Like, I don't think, yeah. you know, even the songs that I don't like on this EP or this album, I don't think they're necessarily bad. I just, they don't do it for me. And part of it is just the, um, uh, the, the, 
the the samesiness of it all. And again, sure. I say all of this as a fan of the Mountain Goats, which is like one of the biggest criticisms of their first 10, 15 years is the samesiness of it all. So like, I know I can't talk, um, but I am because I'm the one with the microphone and you guys out there are so... Um, anyway, you're just forced suckers. to sit and listen. You just forced to sit in there, yeah. <laughs> in your little dispensary. Yeah. I will say, I, the first time I started listening to this again prepping yes. for this i felt like it was a bit of a slog and i was yeah. more than i remembered and i was sure. a little bit worried and i feel like a lot of it has really grown on me there's a couple that i started to skip towards the end mm-hmm. uh, i'm like okay i've heard this 10 times already i don't mm-hmm. need to listen to this again but there was a lot that especially after i dove into the lyrics mm-hmm. i got more of an appreciation for yeah and I, and I think that that is for me the one thing that I have not done a, done compared to previous seasons for two reasons. One, time, right? Like when you're trying to listen to it a bunch, like we've said, it's hard to always, yeah. you know. But I think also like I I like hearing from you the backstory of the songs. And even though I can listen to it and have my own th- opinions and read the lyrics or whatever i like getting yeah. inter I'm, I, yeah I, I like getting the information from you so i don't always want to listen read the lyrics because i like picking up on the little things that i do and then wanting to ask you about them it's also a really nice way to say i'm a lazy piece of shit <laughs> oh for sure no absolutely yeah i'm sorry the single the single father with, with twin toddlers and a yeah, full-time traveling job you're right i'm hey, a I'm lazy piece too. of shit <laughs> yeah you've got a lot of board games to play don't you Another mead to make. So, should we get into some of the songs then? Maybe in the you know the order that they're track listed on the album. I think that makes sense. Uh, okay. Then the first one is uh, "Sisters." We should just have that on a playboard uh, where we just hit the button no, and it says, so what do you think? Not, not this season. No. Uh, this song. <laughs> oh, right, 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 yes. right. I'm this never going to remember that, by the way. I'm no, never going to remember uh, that. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, uh, Abigail from Southern Snow. Uh, this is her daughter that ran away. Caitlin Abigail? Uh, yep. Uh, okay. So Caitlin uh, was paranoid about their family's strange blood. <clears throat> And ran away because of it. Ended up moving into this small religious town across the country and had two daughters. Became very ultra-religious. Uh, and this song is narrated by the oldest of her two daughters. Um, okay. So during like during the song, uh, you don't get too much specifics, but he wrote like a whole thing in here. Well, the youngest daughter, like is in, in the book, he had like a three-page story that he elaborated. All so for this song, youngest or daughter, like related to yeah. other songs. Oh wow, okay. The, this song. Um, the and now Nick's going to read has... those three pages, and I'm going to be yep. back in a few minutes. No. Stra- <laughs> strap in. Um, strap the fuck in. Yeah. The youngest daughter started exhibiting some of these traits, uh, and the oldest daughter knew her mother enough to be able to hide it from her. Um, and the youngest daughter could make plants grow really, like by touching them. 
pretty cool. Um, that is pretty cool. Yeah. And as they grew, started to grow up, her, their mother got more and more like paranoid. And um, there, there was a couple lines in here that I thought were pretty funny. If I could find them all. Um, was talking about how her mother used to like walk, pace around with the Bible and like never left her side. And mm-hmm. um, so looking back, all of this stripes strikes me as rampant insecurity and delusion, if not outright mental illness. But I have my biases. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. um, but it, anyways, um, they grow up a little bit more and her mother eventually uh, is like giving the younger daughter a bath and mm. had like a potted plant in the bathroom and the younger daughter touches it, makes it grow. And she sees that for the first time and freaks out and like starts drowning the daughter. Whoa. And is like shrieking while she's doing this. So the sister runs in, slaps the shit out of the mother, startles her enough to save the sister and pulls her away, like locks her mom in the bathroom so she can save the daughter. The dad comes home to find all this and the three of them move away. So I don't know how much of any of that, like we would have been able to get from the song, but backstory during the song, this is like her remembering a little bit of this. And, uh, during the time when the dad took them to move away. So before we get into our thoughts on it, then I have a question to pose that we've discussed on previous seasons. And that is the idea. What we discussed in previous seasons is the idea that if a song is subtly political, does that do anything for the listener, right? Which, not that it needs mm-hmm. to, right? Like, is that going to change anybody's minds? Is that does that like me, or is it just kind of playing into, you know, like if you're a liberal and that song has liberal tendencies, are you just like you know in your bubble, sort of a thing? So like, I think so. When I, I think look, we've at, gone either way. It depends yeah. on how how severe it is. Well, that's why. So that's because the example is always like the Bruce Springsteen stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I I go back to this where you go. There's a three-page story that Mm -hmm. accompanies this song, and I guess what my question, and I don't know if I'm going to word this question the Mm -hmm. way that I mean it is like to a to a degree. What's the point of that? Because like. You're never gonna get that full story from the song, nor should you, for what's the record. The point of anything, man. Well, I know, but what's the point of the connection between them? Where like you have to, it, it's like you know, sometimes there are movies that come out, and then there's like a novel that like bridges the movies, and it's like mm-hmm. the normal person's not going to read the book between the movies, right? Like the average consumer is gonna just watch both movies, and not yeah. that the not that the book doesn't serve its purpose. I think that's great for like backstory and stuff, but. I, what annoys me is when there are points that you pieces like points of reference in the second movie that you don't understand if you haven't seen read the book, and so I don't think that that's necessarily what's happening here. But I think that that story gives so much more context for the song, yeah. and then I kind of go like, is it as powerful without it? Like, does, does that make sense? Like, I, I think I think yes, because at the core of the song, it's about an older sister who's really protective. And is always there for the younger sister. And I think, like, to your piece, the song stands alone on its own. Mm. And this is like, sure, not everyone is going to read the book. Like, of course Mm. not. But it's there and is interesting for super fans. Like, that's the point of all of the stuff in the day and age that we live in, right? 
Yeah, yeah. But I think I, I, I don't disagree because, like, right, like, those things serve the purpose of being the material for super fans or people who want to read mm-hmm. more into it or whatever. But, like, I don't know. I There's something to me that just feels like it's not fully clicking in the context of all of that. Like, I... I think how, just how, from how, the song, what I get is an like a protective sister, who's like talks about. That's fair. Up. Okay, that's and like, I guess I guess maybe that's what I'm missing. That's the then. sentiment that I get from the song. Um, I thought the story was interesting enough to elaborate on from. Well, the and and I don't think I just, but I don't think I disagree with that. I think that's maybe the 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 point that I'm missing in my thought process is like mm-hmm. the song is still meant to send, to stand alone by itself. Um, yes. whether it, whether it's successful in that is going to be up to the listener of course but like i think that's a good point is it, and it's something we've talked about this whole series right like yeah even though they're parts of their own they're parts of a bigger story and, and the, the tree aspect do the song stand alone if they're talking about the story and like i i think there's one or two that to me definitely don't this is not one of them um mm-hmm. but i think that that happens sometimes where I personally feel like, okay, this does not stand. This doesn't work for me as just its own song. It works as part of the story, but not as mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to go back and listen to this one. You know, whatever. This is not one of those for the record. Um, I'm just talking about the concept as a whole. Um, so I'm curious, because like, this is not a new theme to what No, some of your questions have been. Sure. If I don't think like, it's not like the book came out during this process i'm imagining that the book came out years later does that fact change anything for you you're imagining that or you know that i'm asking i i feel like this like theme of questioning or this line of questioning as you know an officer of the law uh yeah as you are working it for like you've had similar questions in some of the episodes and the way you just I phrased think, that last one made me wonder if the book and all this additional stuff came out years after the fact. It's just additional um, I insight don't into the backstory and means the songs stand alone on their own. Um, I, I think there's to no is this. I don't think it changes something because okay, if with, with an if the if is Towards like shot. Well, let me just let me finish. Like you know, <laughs> if the song if the if the if the books came out later and were uh-huh. like a second thought right like maybe let's just say and this isn't what happened but let's just say he wrote all the music had all his songs released them a year or two later was like you know i kind of want to work on that universe a bit more and like wrote these books and expanded the story and stuff that's a different yeah. story because in a certain sense it's separate from it it's related to all of it but it was not part of the process when the music came out mm-hmm. I think what happened from what we've talked about is that this was all happening at the same time. And then there was just almost like a release schedule put to it more or less. It's like the, the, even if the book came out years later, he was still thinking about all of this during the creation of it all. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for Ben for Ben or know really any of that. I don't feel like, I feel like he had a lot of ideas, but not a lot of it was fledged out. I don't think he came in with what, sixty what songs written. You know, no, 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 no. 
But when he's when he's writing these songs, he's thinking about them in the context of this bigger story, like while Maybe. they're coming. And and I a couple think, of the ones today, not really. Well, I think I when I was when I was editing the last episode, I kept hearing about how like this doesn't speak to me. I said that I said that a bunch, right? This doesn't speak to me. Yeah. This doesn't speak to me. I think a better way to phrase what I was thinking during those songs was that music to me. What, the the music that I get the most out of are introspective pieces that that mm-hmm. you can relate to on multiple levels and that function on their own. That if I listen to a song by The National, I can very quickly understand myself in those songs um, or or relate to them in some way because the purpose of those songs, even the album as a whole, there might be certain themes throughout the album but they're not necessarily a story so much as they are similar pieces exploring pieces exploring a similar subject. I think what yeah. I'm learning through this process and this season is that f- how how important that is for me when listening to music is being able to pull something introspective out of it or pull meaning out of it that is not dependent on other pieces um to to the degree that I feel like these songs are, does that make okay. s- like and and that's just a little that's bit. just personal. Yeah, I mean, my tendency is to like try and I I don't know. Well, yeah, and, and initially it was like, well, what about this? Like, do you relate to this song? Because we're both yeah. have younger siblings, but like, it, right? It all just well, hits but, but no, but like, so what's, I, maybe like, maybe a similar trying me get you to relate to all of these so like I'm well not go and i also want to make it clear that like i'm not trying to say they're bad like that's not a stamp no, on the quality of it but maybe a good a good comparison is like the the marvel universe where like you can watch a marvel movie from phase four or five or three mm-hmm. or four i guess and like get most of what's going on but there are enough callbacks and references and characters that aren't introduced. They're just there that if you've seen no Marvel movies up to that point, it's going to be confusing or you're going to kind of like give it a look a few times. I feel like these songs can do that to a degree. In my opinion, that there are songs I listen to where I go, I could see what the meaning here is. Like when you talk about, when you talk about sisters, right? Like, Oh yeah, yeah, this is about a sister protecting a sister. Like, yeah, totally. Like that is a very relatable thing. A sibling being there for a sibling. I think when I personally know that they're all supposed to be part of a bigger picture, I'm always trying to figure out how or think about them in that context. And I'm not letting them stand on their own. You know, like I'm not listening to this as a song about sisters. I'm listening to this as part of the family tree. I feel like that fact is throwing you off. Because in your prep work, it sounds like you're not like, are you thinking about where, like trying to figure out where this fits into the storyline or is it just the fact that it does fit into another storyline? That, that more so than, yeah. Well, and that's a good point. That's actually true because I've, I'm one thing I've never been able to do is like separate the artist's intent from my experience with something like, yeah, I just, I can't, it's hard for me mentally to do that, which I know that I should be able to do, but I can't, um, but that's a good point that it's it's the knowing that it's supposed to be part of a bigger picture that pulls me maybe pulls me out of relating to it more interesting because i because i know that the overall one of the overall objectives is 
creating this universe and creating this family and these stories and stuff. Maybe not the primary objective or maybe not the main focus of that particular song, but ultimately mm-hmm. I, you know, when I was reading an article today about um, Excelsior, this new Stephen Page album interview that he did about it. And he was talking about how that album was about grief and loss and uh, uh, suffering and stuff like that. I know we'll talk about that later another time. And so like (laughs) when I hear things like that about an album, I go, these are the themes of an album. I can look for those things in those songs and go, oh, shit, I totally relate to that. Like I can understand that or wow, I maybe I don't relate to that, but I totally get what they're saying here. That's or that's and then the opposite. Well, not the opposite. The other part of it here is. It's not that these are the themes of this album, the roots or the bastards or the or the branches. It is the themes of these albums are part of a bigger story. And they all feel like chapters of a book as opposed to maybe poetry with the same theme. Mm-hmm. Does that make, make sense how I'm praising that or not so much? A little bit. I, f- I find it very interesting that we're finding this out now. I feel like after three seasons that like this the last couple episodes, I feel like this again, like I feel like it almost sounds like I'm trying to argue and again, but I think I'm asking stuff to try and understand more. Not like, yeah, that's fine. No, I'm I'm, yeah, but it's, it's interesting to me that like that point of like the artist's intent, I feel like we're finding this out now and we just like both happen to love Coldplay and BNL for what they are. And like, this is just coming up for the first time. Well, after so long is all, you know, I think what well, I also would say that like, I don't think we, the closest we've had to this is Milo Zylado though, where like that was yeah. a theoretical concept album, but the concept is so loose and like there, there are Chris isn't referencing characters in the songs. You know, he's not going, well, yes, he is in like what ones major minus, but does he say major minus at any point that whole, that song is about paranoia. Oh. It's not like, you know, major was on the stairs and he was coming down the, you know, like it wasn't, it's not, obviously those are not good lyrics, I mean, but, but like, it's not like he's, it's not like you're listening to Milo Zylato and going, okay, so this is a callback to hurts like heaven where Milo was on the run. And now Zylato's daughter, what, you know, like it's, yeah. it's not a, it's not a web or a tree of things. And so I, I, you're right. Like, it's interesting that we're only finding this out now, but I don't feel like we've had an instance to this degree. It's also interesting because I feel I don't feel like they're that dissimilar. I feel like this is loose enough that that could be the same. Like that all has an overarching story and each song is loose enough. Like none of these songs have specific mentions. Well, a couple do. Most of them don't have like specific tangential mentions to previous stuff. You just like through reading the other stuff, find out that it's the same narrator and a continuation of the story. I mean, it might just be an agree to disagree thing on that point, because yeah. like I, I I think when I'm even reading the yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong about that necessarily that like it's yeah, it's in the interpretation. Like you could look at the, some yeah. of this and go like, yeah, they are loose enough that um, uh, they stand on their own. I sometimes maybe and then maybe it's something deeper that we're both not smart enough to understand. Like maybe it's like the way that he writes his lyrics that I go, this just all feels like things happening to characters in a story or like, I think how we approach it too. Cause I approach it as, Oh, this is a really cool project and each piece is on its own. And Mm -hmm. like, I never, 
I didn't come into it trying to be, I never was like thinking about it that way as I was being introduced to it. That's true. It was true. just an after the fact, like, That's oh, this true. is pretty sweet that it's all like interconnected yeah. like that. Um, Whereas this is how it's being presented to yes. me is that context. And it was almost like the main point of how I introduced it. That's a good point. I, I like that. It might have been interesting, and I don't think you would have been able to pull this off, nor should you. Like, if at the end of this, you to would surprise have said, you, yeah, basically, if you're like, okay, so they, oh, by the way, all songs... four of these albums with the same title, <laughs> they're part well, of the same series. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, I think it's, I, I think that the thing that is that I want to make very clear is that it's not a comment on the quality of the music, it is more mm-hmm. so does this move me your connection to my it. connection to it and and how it sits with my soul you know okay um, well before we I, get too far into down this rabbit hole yes. where does sisters fall on that for you i i liked it i i, I think i i like the song i like the three four that it's in the sway that it has um i think mm-hmm. towards the end maybe two-thirds of the way through there's that little breathing thing where there's kind of yeah. like a and I'm like, and what I said there is like, I, it's interesting, but I don't necessarily love it. Like, I like okay. that it's different than stuff that, that you can, it's a different element than other stuff. I, so it makes it unique. I don't go like, oh, that's fucking cool. I go, oh, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. I like that they did it. Um, but, but yeah, I liked it. I said it pretty, pretty normal uh radical face song in terms of the instrumentation in terms yeah. of the sound of the song what about you i really love this one really uh, okay i think this is one of the first ones that i really gravitated to this is another one with a really moving music video um oh, i great. love the abrupt changes of pace uh i was a little sad to see the departure from the instrumental intros I think it would have been maybe harder to do yeah. in this. Well, I think that goes back the to the EP of this thing. album. Uh, but he yeah. doesn't continue it with the next one either. So spoiler alert. Um, so oh, oh, that is actually is a really complete break from it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. Some great lyrics. I uh, relate to the overarching, at least what I get from the overarching theme of it. Um, and yeah, I love it. So like, you want to move on? Well, okay. All right. Jesus. Oh, or did you have anything? No, no, no. <laughs> That's fine. Move on. Go to the next one. Go to baptisms. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Baptisms. Um, my, my, my notes are harsher than I mean them, but like, I think everything about this song is just your standard radical face song, like even more so than sisters where I just go, it's got the clapping, it's got the rolling kind of like, it's got the strumming guitars. It's like, it just sounds like everything that Ben does really well wrapped Mm -hmm. into a song. And I like it. I think it's a good song, but I think like you could 
put it next to two or three other ones and they'd all sound very similar. So I I do like it genuinely. Um, yeah. But I don't think there's anything to set it apart melodically or musically from other hits. Yeah, I get that. I don't have much of a defense towards that because I feel like well, checkmate. I see. I see your point. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that a lot of his, like musically, a lot of the stuff in his albums is very similar. So, like, I get that. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is. Yes. I yes. really love the song. So I like. Mm-hmm. I get. Yeah, I agree. This is a lot of what he does well wrapped up into a song. But like, I like to 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 go against my own points, like. I don't want this to come across like I'm like I'm really snooty or elitist about stuff because again, I love early Mountain Goats music. Like their their boombox era. I love that shit. And if we ever talked about that went through an album, you would be so within your rights to be like, this all fucking sounds the same. And I uh-huh. would be like, it does, but it doesn't, right? Like it does, but it still works for me. So like right. a lot of it is just taste. Like I don't want I don't yeah that's super to, to say like yeah it does sound like the other stuff but i really love it like i don't look at that and go ugh. i just go yeah that then this just is more your genre right you, you like more than three chords and a boom box <laughs> uh, yeah but i i i, I will say that, i mean I, this looking at the lyrics when and listening to them when i did i can tell Mm-hmm. that there are very specific references to actual baptisms. Like, come hold me to the floor and say it's all right. Come hold me neath the water skin until I'm new again. Like, that is the function of a baptism is to, you know, mm-hmm. go under and come back up um, yeah. fresh and renewed. Uh, I like the beginning a lot, uh, lyrically and how stripped back it is. Um, mm-hmm. And then again, I like how he kind of bookends it at the ending. He strips everything back again. And just ends on that last sentence. He does that a couple times in this album. I, I really enjoy that. I, I feel like honestly, he, I think he does that a lot throughout yeah. his music, where he kind of ends on a couple really good lyrics that make you go like, "Ooh, like I like the way that that ended." And it all just like it comes down and strips back, and you like it just ends. So you, like forces you yeah. to focus on that too. Yes, yes, that's a good point. When it pulls everything else away, you've only got the guitar or piano and his voice. There's yeah. nothing else to focus on. It's just the words. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just breathe in all that air and be happy that it's there. That's good. Just just be happy. Don't worry. Um, be happy. Do you Sip have anything else fish. before I get into the context? No, go in the context. All right. Uh, this is Jim and Bailey from Summer Skeletons. Uh, I think both of those, uh, this is now second one that's, positive so in a, t- in a line that's entirely positive it's new uh um, this one <laughs> the two people who are like having the fucking time of their life <laughs> um this is narrated by bailey uh who has a pretty quiet nature but he's uh trying to comfort jim while they are fishing it's not not all that much into either of these the first one was just nostalgic and this one's you know it's not too deep on the meaning See, i like that just, though like that goes that speaks to me more like no like again maybe that maybe that is just the knowledge of this the whole story thing because like i mm-hmm. like that more that that not that it's not like oh it's not deep it's more just like hey there's not some big convoluted backstory here 
that is relevant to it. It's like mm-hmm. this is two dudes fishing having a conversation. Right? Like two dudes I like fishing that. having a conversation, or even if you strip the fishing away from it, it's just two friends and one standing of them in a is... boat. <laughs> <laughs> standing there. Uh, boats and hose, you know, that's all it's about. Um uh it's just two friends, you know, mm-hmm. like learning knowing each other well enough and one of them knowing his yeah himself enough to be able to be there for his friend in the way that he's able to be that he needs yeah that's true that's true i like that he's not a super i don't know outspoken guy so he's being in he's just being i know yeah and that's what he's able to do but it's but it's enough or that matters it's what he can do yeah yeah, yeah, I, I I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I said what I was thinking that you can't see what's good till it's gone, and there's something to be said for a place like yeah, yeah. You told me I was simple, and you envied me that peace of mind. Is that how you feel about me? Oh yeah, you, you are definitely simple. simple. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm known for is being really simple. No. <laughs> All right, let's go on to Servants and King. It's good, not great. Especially off the back of the first two. That's interesting because I almost feel the opposite. I feel like even based on that snippet you played there, I'm like, this yeah. just this is just rocks a little bit more. And that's not the right word, but like I, I find myself doing this a bit more. You know, like I like that I like the do got got like the drums in the background, you know. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think I like this more than the first two, actually. Interesting. I feel like I like I I like the bits. I know, like, I see what he's doing musically. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. The play, the bit I played, I think, is my favorite. I really like the how he drags out the coming up for air. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I really like the strip back ending on I Don't Regret a Thing. Um, but, yeah, there's something about it just doesn't quite come together as much as the first two. Interesting. More than some I, others on this album. But like, like it comes, you mean it comes together more than some others, but not as much as the first two. Yes. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, I like, I, I, I liked the, uh, it's, I think it's the end of the, one of the verses where it's, you'd become my candle in the dark and all through that hell, you were the shield across my heart. Like, I like Mm -hmm. that metaphor, that idea that like, you know, it's a really really cool, it's a really cool way of saying like, you were there for me. Right. Like it was like, you were the shield that, you know, I, I like that part, but no, I, I think, uh, again, I, I do think it, it falls into a lot of very similar radical face, uh, uh, you know, uh, instincts, I guess things that he does. Um, I think it works. I think it's a little bit more memorable for me than others. Um, you, you know what I'd like to do? I'd love to, I'd love to, try to write a radical face song (laughs) you know what i mean i did that i I, i've told you before acolyte started as a mountain goats like parody Mm -hmm. and then it turned into its own song and it became its own thing um but i I, like i wonder if i could like on garage band like make a song that (laughs) 
just puts all these elements together. I think it'd be kind of fun, but uh, I like it. I like the song actually. Actually, I really like the verse that you like the beginning of that verse too. The like, it's hard to say. Just when I fell in love, there was no epiphany, no light from above, and then into the context of, but you'd become my candle in the dark. So like, yeah, I don't really like. I don't know when I happened, but looking back yeah. like yeah you'd become this person for me and that's like that's what this is i like the way it's very it's all that it reminds me a lot of john green's quote i think it's from fault in our stars we fell in love the way something or the other slowly than all at once yeah <laughs> he doesn't say something or the other in the quote no. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it like I, we fell in love the way we fell yeah as he read i fell in love the way you fall asleep slowly and then all at once yeah there's just how it feels like there wasn't an epiphany. There wasn't like a certain moment, but like next thing I knew you were my shield, Boom. right? Like, yeah, it's like, da, 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 poof. so yeah, I agree. No, I, I do like the lyrics there. Um, but then I, I, I would say that I think the drawback to me is that there are a lot of very like medieval parts here, you know, like when all was fire and the world was out for blood and the boys still young to drink were down, were drowning in the flood. I'd hear you so laugh. This is a world war one song. There we go. Not medieval. I was Spoiler. way off on that. But I mean, yeah, it makes sense once you. Yeah, the fire. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So tell me, give me the rest of the context. Okay. Or just leave so it there. Richard Applegate, uh, the older brother from Second Family. Johnny Appleseed. Um, yep, the Appleseeds are not great. Um, in the context of this story, at least. Uh, they grew up in a small religious town, same one from uh, the first song, Sisters. Um, he eventually enlisted in World War One, and fell in love with another soldier there. Um, so, like, talking about the context of all of that. And then uh, after he came home, he never saw this person again. That's a it's bummer, real bro. fucking bummer of... <laughs> I think another interesting lyric here talking about the like I, I think knowing the the soldier thing is actually kind of cool in this context, but also um, that no one's hands are bloodier than God's and I won't be judged for doing as I ought. Like that's a really big crux of of war yeah. in general, right? Like you go back to I think is it the Gutenberg trials or something like that when the, a lot of the Nazis were put on trial. Um, I don't know. It's not Gutenberg. That's the press. Nuremberg. It's some Nuremberg trials. Thank you. Yep. The Gutenberg trials and all those printers were put on trial. Um, <laughs> but that whole idea of like, of like, I was just following orders. Like what? Watergate, I think. The Watergate trial of 1492. That's right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but that that idea of like, what is what am I responsible for if I was following orders? And so like, yeah, that no one's hands are bloodier than God's, and I won't be judged for doing as I ought. Like, my brain goes like, well, yes and no. You know, like there's there's truth to both sides i don't know it's interesting you were forced but you also, yeah you you, you, you yeah. always have a choice um well, exactly yeah. you all yeah, like that's what people say but also like if you're in a situation where you know you everyone around you has guns and are telling you to go shoot at those people if you don't you yeah 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 that's yeah otherwise severe consequence yeah yeah and, right, i mean so, we're back to the like social commentary thing that point that you brought up too you know with the whole thing but like, there's the like mm-hmm. back to the line you brought up earlier, and the boys still too young to drink were drowning in the flood. Right. It's like yeah. All these teenagers are the too young, don't too have young to have a shit. Have a beer down at the pub. Just have a beer with your everybody. buddies down at the pub. 
Right. Unless they were in England, though, because then they can drink at 18. Yeah. So in which case, that's a moot point. So this must be an American. <laughs> I think that would, that would be the opposite of of what I'm doing now would be getting up, getting caught up on all of the technicalities. I'd be like, so wait a second. If she was the third sister of this family, what year would that put? Like, I'm like trying to paint a real big portrait of all of this. Like, hold on. This is a checkup. But, but yeah, I, I like this one. I like this one more than the other couple so far. Um, but I, I do think they all sort of blend together musically where like, yep, they all are. They all have the same elements yeah. here, but all right. Uh, well, we're about to stray from that a little bit. Uh, next yes, up we is are. All is well. Uh, it's only blood. This is getting really interesting because I really like this one. What? <laughs> yeah, I really like this one. I think this is what I'm saying. There are some things that I've heard that I hear in this track that I I don't think I have heard in a radical face at all up to this point, and that's, that's really what I was interesting. Just gonna to guess because I feel like this is new, but it, yeah, it's slow and meandering for me. Yeah, like I don't know. I, I I hear. So this isn't actually. This is just coming to mind now. I talk about this article that I read with Stephen a lot, but. He has a quote at one point, but he says something about um, nostalgia and like playing old BNL songs at shows. But he says something like, um, "When you write a new, when you re- release a new album, and you have such a relationship with your fans, they're part of it too, and like they they want you to evolve as a musician, but also you still want to hear a Stephen Page song, right? Like it was those were not the exact words, but I was like." that is a great way of describing it where you don't want three albums. You know, if the first three B and L albums all sounded exactly the same musically, you'd be like, I get what their shtick is, but like what you want is for things to be a little bit different here and there and change a bit, but still retain their, and I think this does that for me where I go, Oh, there are some cool things going on here. It still sounds like Ben. It still sounds like radical face, but I loved the droning in the background. I, I can't tell if they were guitars or synths or what they were, but I really liked that in the background. Wow. <laughs> so you don't care for this one very much? No, I don't like not in the repeat listens, at sure. least. I think this got worse as the first couple of times I was like, uh-huh. okay, this is you know. Yeah. I like this. I enjoy it. And then the more and more, I don't know, 10, 12, I'm like, okay, I want to get back. Like the harsh critique I have is that this feels like mostly set up to the much better second song. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I, my, my guess is that thematically it is about somebody literally bleeding out. Like it's just blood. It's like almost like this reassurance that like I'm okay. I, it's like when a soldier's dying and the other soldier's like, "You're gonna be all right. You're gonna be all right." But they're definitely not gonna be all right. Um, yeah, that's sort of the picture I get here. You want it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't I, yeah. listen. I don't not want the story. I just think. No, it's, I know. It's, it's it was more. Are you ready to get into that? Yes. Um. Yes. So you're right. Uh, this is Genevieve, uh, a daughter of 
William, like the main William, uh, who mm-hmm. moves to, uh, you're going to never guess it, a small but religious fuck town. Missouri. Uh, and when rumors spread that they were living together, she moved, uh, her boyfriend got work there. That's why they moved there. Uh, mm-hmm. and when rumors spread out that they were living together out of wedlock, uh, he got into a knife fight defending her name. Uh, and this song, uh, he's bleeding out in there. I don't know why they felt the need to specify, but in their tiny house, I think this is before the time of tiny homes. <laughs> so <laughs> he just like to, he just like to insult them. It's just small. And he's it's bleeding out to be, in their small uh, fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> All these uh, millennials moving out and buying these tiny houses, and look what happens to you. Um, <laughs> Interesting. That's a bummer. Back, yeah. back to the really sad shit. Back to the really sad shit. I mean, not 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 that uh, servants and king mm. was was not sad, but yeah. Okay. No. Well, then let's go to goodbye, goodbye. Then part two. solid um yeah it's funny i mean now i'm thinking of the fact that like yeah this is much more of a traditional radical face song than the last one mm-hmm. um <laughs> but i yeah i love the piano build up in the middle of the end um mm-hmm. all my blood runs the same and i've lost your face it slips between my fingers now and all the world is gray as though you took the colors with you when you went and passed away it's so haunting, Woof. but it feels so tangible. That's dark. Yeah. 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 That sucks. I, I don't like it. that. It's too sad. No. Okay. So it's funny because my lines on this one were, um, I said, this is bog standard radical face. And then I said, I like this one a lot, but it feels so similar to everything else. Um, baptism uh-huh. specifically i actually play i remember listening to it the last mm-hmm. time today i was playing it and halfway through i went back to baptisms and fast forwarded halfway through and then i yeah. was like yeah like this is just the same idea here and i think when you listen to it in the context of an of an actual album like a family tree you know the roots the branches the stuff like that like those songs are spread out as part of the bigger picture of that album or like you know they're tracked differently sure. whereas because this is like yeah. a collection i'm just I, I think probably of all of those ones this one's my favorite but it still sounds like that's that style sure okay cool no i mean i get that i don't i don't know what okay. is there anything in particular that sets this one apart more I was trying to find out if this was released EP wise, so I was also a little mm. distracted with. Baptism not that I can not. not no, I can not. tell because I, I can tell on Genius because they have the different EP covers on all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, no, I don't think so. I don't. I not that I could um, put my put my finger to. Uh, okay. I'm sure there are. I think it's maybe it's just it feels a little more drivey and a little more upbeat. Um, but yeah, I don't, yeah, honestly, no, there's nothing that I could put a finger to. 
Um, yeah. I just I just like it more, which I know is not super helpful, but it feels like it has fairly specific lyrics, but it also everything feels more like I don't know overarchingly relatable. And I that do that might fit in for you as well. Yeah, well, like that whole section that you just read, right? The yeah, um, I the the as you as though you took the colors with you when you went and passed away, like that's rough, you know. Um, uh, I do like the kind of part one into part two. I think those two parts work well together. Uh, yeah, but agreed. Is this basically a continuation of that? This is his wife Genevieve, like exploring the feelings of her husband passing, like how she's coping with that more or less. Or yeah, pretty much. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, she's now in the aftermath of that. Uh, she burns mm-hmm. the house down and disappears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's like, get me the fuck out of it, which absolutely. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Makes sense. Enough of that tiny fucking house and what's <laughs> happened there. I will say I like, um, I don't know if, you've, if you're following this on uh, Genius. Like that's where I'm having the lyrics pulled up and stuff the the yes. specific ep covers are fucking cool like they're really oh, yeah. creepy and haunting but i really like that that's really cool anyway yeah i mean these creepy ass children <laughs> yeah yep i'm looking at the one for i, I already just clicked Those over the second family this <laughs> well actually that's an interesting interesting question um what does the do you know what the the point of it being called the bastards is? Why what why does it own hold that title? There's no part left on the tree. The roots the roots. <laughs> the seed, the sapling. Or the yeah. trunk. <laughs> um I like that one though. I do like that one. Uh yeah, yeah. Should move on? Yeah. Sure. Uh, next up is Second Family Portrait. My affliction came to light. And I was told that some things I heard were only there in my head. But I couldn't tell which were real and which were not. And the question loomed over all I did whether I. It's another F. Same. It loses me a bit. It's pretty meandering. Yeah. Um, it's another sad song that doesn't follow a typical song structure. It's one linear mm-hmm. story that doesn't really yes. have any. And I like it made me start to wonder how many of those. Because I remember saying that on the last song or last album that there are a couple. A couple of the ones that I was like, yeah, this is OK. Mm-hmm. Fit that structure or the lack of structure as well right that 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 pulls you out like i know he has a couple that i do really enjoy where he does that but i don't know it it made me wonder if it was overdone or if it was i don't know i i can't answer that for you because that's something that you that only you can answer for yourself but that's what i'm here for you want answers I want you to answer about my feelings. Yes, uh, I'm not professionally trained for that, but I'll try. <laughs> um, uh, how do you think? How do you? How do you think I feel about this song? Well, <laughs> given just, what's happening so far, I think you're gonna fucking love it. <laughs> 
no, I don't care for this song. Okay. <laughs> this is, I agree with you. Musically, I completely agree meandering wise where it just kind of, it kind of plucks along. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily think the structuralist songs have, have wholly been something that I dislike, you know, like I don't think they've been two separate camps, but no, I think there have been some of those that have been done very well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is one of them. Um, Agreed. uh, I, I think melodically, there's not a lot going on in that not only is in the structure, but music, like the melody is kind of wandering. Mm-hmm. And this to me is like the epitome of like the story overtaking the, like this is only a story to me. And, yeah. and what I was really have. interesting is while you were just talking and I was reading the lyrics, I, something hit me about it when I said the thing earlier about like, maybe this would be better in the a book format. A book. Yeah. I think the problem is, is that, it's hard for me to care about any of the characters because I don't feel like I'm spending any time with them. Like this is a really a theoretically emotional story of a, of a kid or of a teenager theoretically what I'm getting from it, who had a very, not necessarily sad, but like complicated upbringing where he was told that these, you know, these voices were in his head and my affliction came to light and I was sent away because my mom was here. You know, all these things, like all these things, because well, it's easy to nail it because it's so direct in the story. Yeah. But like, I think when I'm listening to it, I'm going, "Who the fuck is the kid, though? Like, why am I supposed to? Besides the fact that he is a child that I, uh, you know, inherently care about, wh- why am I supposed to care about this child in in the so context of the not story? Content, but the wrong format for you. I think that's maybe more what I'm get, what I'm realizing is that knowing all of the characters, I again knowing like we've discussed, knowing that there is a bigger picture here of all yeah. these characters in this family tree, not being able to get over that, but also I don't feel like I spend enough time with them to get to know them, and then understand the relationship with everybody else, even if it is distant, and why I should care about. Like even the whole idea of this of the affliction, like these kids with gifts, right? Like the whether it's the seeing the yeah. spirits or the the um, plants growing, like we discussed earlier. I'm kind of part of me goes like outside of the the theme of being shunned by your family or your family being afraid of you. Like, what does that serve in the story? Like, what is you know what I mean? Like yeah. what? Yeah. So I, I I think that's just hitting me now that maybe it's just that I don't feel like I get to spend enough time with the characters to um, feel like I know them. Well, another like tangential point to that. This is another one that's theoretically a letter or an entry in this mm. kid's diary that is found. Um, and like there's been five or six of those now. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is not like a super common no way to write a song. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I think this is the epitome of a song that it's hard for me to pull anything out of outside of the story. I feel like this and I don't think yeah. I don't think you disagree with that, at least with this one, where it's like no. This is literally about this kid's, this person's life or like um, day or, or, or year or two or whatever. I don't know. So it's just I think another sad story that musically doesn't pull me in. Nailed it. Nailed it. And I think that going back to the songs that I think have sounded similar, 
to, to uh-huh. reiterate a point for the billionth time, I think they're good. Like, I like that. I think it's just when they all sound the same, it's hard to differentiate them. But even with songs like that, like if there was a song that had similar lyrics to this, but sounded really cool, it's easier to get over that because, yeah. well, like, like the mute, right? Like the mute's a great example. Like that's a really good song, relatively specific about certain things, but like yep. not in a way that pulls me out of it because the music is good enough and right. it's not a diary entry. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't really care for this one either. All right, well, then let's touch on uh, this is Nathan Applegate. Uh, back to that. Uh, that's the family uh, that took in Caitlin from Sisters. Um, he suffers from schizophrenia, uh, and this is a diary from the home that, that w- he was committed to. Wait, hold on. Mother. This is the, the mother. This is Caitlin. entry in his diary. Right, right, right. Oh, sorry. The one, Caitlin. Is yep. she the one that was that had the gift, or was the cre- the crazy one she that was did- the mother? Uh, Got it. Of the sisters, she's the one that ran away because of her blood. Got blood. it. Okay, so so the one the per, the one committing her is also the one who tried to drown the daughter. No, no, no. Um, this is the family that took her in. Oh, okay. So everyone's fucked. When up. she ran away, like it's it's her like cousins. So she ran away to this small religious town um, who, like, her cousins Drink. ran. Yeah. Uh, her cousins, I think, were, like, the preacher, I think is implied. And this is, like, one of her cousins. So not the father, but one of their children. Got it? Got it. Yes. Okay. Uh, you want to move on, then? To Let's move on to Letters, letters home, home Aftermath. Aftermath. my boy passed away. So I stepped inside, there was nothing left to say. So this is a short and sweet one. Yeah. I actually, I, I liked it. I think it felt like an intro song to an album. Like it kind of had that kind of ghostly feel to it. Um, uh, yeah. I liked it. I, I actually, going back to like new elements, I really liked the choral elements at the end of this one. It felt different than like the hum along or the sing alongs that he does a lot with like a couple of different melodies, but it Mm -hmm. felt like almost like a a choir or a chorus in the last 20 or 30 seconds. And that to me, again, felt very radical face, but felt new in the way that it was presented. So I really liked that part. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, It it has a little bit of that church choral vibe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah. I think the simplicity of this one just feels better to me than like second family portrait even though they potentially mm-hmm. have some similar moods, feelings. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think keeping it short and sweet probably helps with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I yeah. like this one. Uh, not a super standout, but definitely enjoy it. Yeah, agreed. Okay, let's keep going then. <laughs> we have uh, we have well, we have like our longest have, song discussions ever. We have ways and then, to go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one is Robert, uh, from always gold. Oh shit. Uh, right. Sorry. Rece- it's, yeah, it's genuinely the, bro. It's never intentional. Yeah. It's never me trying to be a dick. I swear to God. I know. Except for, yeah. no, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, Robert from always gold receives the body of his son, uh, chase following the shot he took, uh, in the first letters home. We're, We're on, on our, our way. way. Oh, 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 oh,
so fucking good yeah mostly okay I, I will say that this is the first radical face song that i actively rolled my eyes during because they have this whole like oh, guitar, just wait this oh whole, just wait okay that's i don't know how to feel about that the whole like okay. cool guitar line in the beginning you know like that little kind of riff that goes through like yeah. the first 20 i really like that i was like okay again this is new like a recurring riff just by itself and then he yeah no 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 like even before that like the whole um do 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 like that whole oh, part yeah, yeah. i was like i like that and then he fucking goes show your hands and then claps come in and i was just like jesus so this christ is the one like you're... okay th- th- yeah i was that's what i was looking for i was like that's so it's just too on the nose like not only that that part of it but also it br- it felt like it was going to be more unique than it, than it ended up being like i was like okay cool we got something new here and then okay. it was like pop, 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 you know and then the pl- the clip that you played the we're on our way part i love that part that's so fucking good like i really really love that but and this is it not is a less of the makeup of the song than I always remember it to be, because it's kind of the big climax and then the conclusion. Yes, the bit that I yes, played. yes. You're right. It's like it is the end of it. It's not like like throughout. I think of it as the chorus, but it is not the chorus. No, it's like it's yeah, it's the end of it. It's like when you always forget how fucking much how there's two and a half minutes in front of fix you before it builds. Yes, exactly. yeah. It's like <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I I do really like it, and this is not a this is not a passcode thing where like the intro does oh, like s- prevents me from getting into the rest of it. Like when that happened, it made me roll my eyes, and I was like, okay, come on, you might as well just said clap your hands if you need a new coat of paint. Um, but then like I got <laughs> like once I got over that, I was like, this is really good. I like this a lot. Um, but yeah, that that part I don't I I don't even know if it was super intentional. I just I think it was a mix of it feeling like it was going to be unique and then it turning into a standard radical face song and then the specific show your hands and i was like and then claps coming in i don't Those know two if things. i ever if i can like yeah i don't know i'm sure i've noticed it i can't think of the clap coming in after that right off the top of my head but i think it was because yeah. it was like i said the, the i think the first time i listened to this was when i was yeah. working no 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 i was okay. driving i was driving i remember i was driving and um, I think I remember you were this. On guitar- your way. I was on my way and uh, to the convenience store as a speedway, and I was listening to that guitar lick, going, "Oh, okay, this is cool. Like we got something yeah. new here." And then that happened, and I was like, "God damn it!" Like I think it was more so that I was like intentionally going, "Oh, what's going to happen next?" Okay. And then, yeah. So anyway, but I I do like it a lot, and you you seem to as well. Yeah, I love this one. I like. There's some great lyrics in here. The music is just like super upbeat. This is the one that I had found in college and really liked. And then like after I really? got them years later, I uh, was like, oh shit, I knew that one. Uh, well, that's what's so funny is that like I've never literally, as far as yeah. I can remember, never heard Radical Face before you talked about them. And then there have been twice now that I've been listening and my girlfriend's going, Oh, I know that song. What are we listening to? And I was like, it was welcome home. Son and the mute. And both times she was like, Oh yeah, I know that song. Not knowing that I was listening to radical face. And then I look at like all of their albums and every album has a song. That's at least a million listens. This one's 7.1 sisters is 9.4. Yeah. Well then even the, you know, family, the leaves has one that's 11.4 branches has 70. Like, They've got mm-hmm. he's got a lot of like well listened to songs and part of me goes how had I not heard any of these songs before? 
I get that. So, <laughs> all right. So in college, when I started listening to this, I put it on a YouTube playlist. I don't know why I was using YouTube at the time, but this is one of the music videos that like I remember offhand is just like, oh, I love that music video, but like the most in my mm-hmm. life. And I uh-huh. don't like, I never knew the context for it. It's a bunch of people in like old timey costumes, just like walking around uh-huh. town basically. Uh-huh. And so I, I watched it again this week and in the description of it, it's Ben talking about it. And he goes, this video came about a little differently than most that I do. My friends and I like to do themed ridiculous parties a couple of times a year. And this one was prompted by my brother and the concept evolved from we should do a food fright to we should dress as lords and ladies, stay in character for an entire day and do games around the city and then have a food fight. And so we dubbed this one Fancy Feast, and then I had my friend record the day. And so afterwards, That's I cut it all amazing. into a video. But yeah, so it's just this huge group of people dressed in all these like uh-huh. like really old, like medieval, like the huge puffy dresses, the like crazy coats that look like upholstery, uh-huh. <laughs> the white wigs and everything. And they're just walking around downtown. They're like all on scooters and stuff and bikes for a time. <laughs> and then they end up in this food fight. And I always was like, what the hell? And coming back to <laughs> listening to them, I was like, didn't they have a music video where they were like dressed up as old, like old time people? Something is in my head about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I, I should watch that. that. I was yeah. the roll your eyes. I was like, oh, just wait. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> I yeah, I like. I think that's. I, I should watch that video because that sounds fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Well, should we keep going then? Uh, oh no! Story, 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 story. So story, uh, story. Another another positive song. Uh, so this is the conclusion to the Severus and Stone timeline. Uh, Severus and Stone. Stone uh, is later, late in his life, uh, has taken on a young apprentice uh, that he took in and now treats like a son. Uh, and this is him talking to him and giving him advice um, now that he's finally made peace with the memory of Severus and moved on with his life. Mm. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I think that I, I I think thinking back that that's always one of the the timelines that I have gravitated toward the most is Severus and Stone. Mm-hmm. And I think it started with that first song about that haunting like knowing what happened in that story, and yeah. like that's where I go back to. I think that's going to be my conclusion at the end of all of this is that I'd love to read these stories because I think there's some really powerful um, themes, as I've been saying, yeah. and like characters. Um, but like it's so detached so infrequent and detached but like i i yeah. i've really liked every time severus and stone come around both musically and um uh uh thematically completely agreed so um okay now we can move on now we can move on uh next up is west like it i i think it's at the point where i where i start to get um a little bit worn out maybe 
um mm-hmm. i said i i used the, i said tonally this song is sort of menacing like it kind of feels dark um or yeah. like i like you know i i really like that part half. of it yes yes um and then i said i liked the rolling drums and the electric guitar in the background towards the end um yeah. i kind of i feel like that it's again it's faint it's in the back but again it goes back to that like something kind of new for him is to bring that to the forefront a little bit and i really like that so i like this song i think i think it's good um as far as meaning and lyrics go, I can't say I have very many. I've looked into it much, so I don't have much there. But I think when I listen to it, I go, yeah, I like this. Yeah, agree. Now yourself. Um, yeah, I like it. I feel like it drags a little bit in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. And the like the dogs came at midnight transition. Um, sometimes it makes me think a new song has started with how different that starts up. And like mm-hmm. that, I'm always like a couple times oh like, wait yeah. is this the next but um, yeah there's a lot of enjoyable uh musical stuff going on in this and yes i like it all right give me the story see, how, right. I, see uh, how i didn't forget about that one uh, yeah we, we're getting there um three episodes in uh Gen- <laughs> <laughs> uh back to genevieve uh from all is well uh she is married again uh, and they're moving west with the gold rush. Um, and now for the first time that you that was said, like what dogs... 16, 1644. Yeah, uh, I think when cars were invented. Right, right. Um, when, when cars were invented in the yeah. 1600s. Yeah, um, and that's what we call in the biz a callback. Um, <laughs> uh, we're I just made a connection for the first time. Now the dogs came at midnight. Um, they were raided along the way and only made it to Colorado, uh, where they then make a home, uh, and have then lost contact with the, their family for years. Um, but yeah, the dogs came at midnight, I guess, is that transition to, Hey, like, Oh shit, stuff's happening. Oh, the dogs tear the canvas, um, flies on the canvas, but it buys the time we need, I guess the time they needed to escape. And then they stayed there. Um, I, something about not to always bring it back to my favorite people. The dogs came at midnight. Sounds so mountain goatsy. Like I could see that as a mountain goat's title. I could see it as a lyric in a song where he goes and the dogs that came at midnight. Like it's just so on the nose mountain goatsy. Mm-hmm. But I do like that next um, album. Probably I, I wouldn't dogs. be. Sure. You know how much I love one of the things I love about the mountain goats is that when they were when he did a video um, earlier this year and promoting the tour he does like little like stream of consciousness videos every once in a while he was promoting the tour that i saw him on in september and he said he was talking about how oh my manager uh, you know uh uh, brandon always wants me to talk about this stuff which by the way brandon i just had a great idea today for the title of the next album which i need to share with you i think i'm going to change it again anyway blah 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 and i'm like motherfucker (laughs) you're promoting a certain tour and brand new album and which makes me think that the next one's done or almost yeah. done. And they're like, because t- like they recorded the one that or came well out in June. Exactly. They recorded this one that came out in like June or whatever in like January of 2021 or maybe March of 2021. So it's like that's been sitting there for a year before it came out. So I just love that he's like, hey, I have this new album. It's very Dawes like because like Dawes will play songs from albums that don't exist. Like I saw them last October, I think, or maybe last November and uh 
uh, Taylor goes, I want to play a new song, not one that's going to be on the next album because that's already recorded and done, but the one after that. And like <laughs> the next album didn't come out for like seven months. And so I was like, you're yeah. playing songs two albums from now, minimum. Um, but anyway, Doc, some of it. But yeah, no, I think that's when that transition happens, like you said, anyway. So yeah, um, yeah, I like this. I, it's interesting the whole gold rush thing um, and being raided like that's that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> that's a real bummer. Uh. <laughs> oh man, that's a bummer. Uh. Um, should we move on then to small hands? So I we're gonna save theme to later still, but okay. I will intro this one with this is not tied into the family tree. Interesting. That's really I'll, interesting. I'll give you the more context for it. No, can you can you lead? I I have definitive. Wanna. Yeah, lead with that. I'm very interested okay. in what that means. Uh, so this started as an intro to sisters, which makes sense in the context of the song that we'll get to, but after some in quotes, heavy personal life events, uh, became a letter to some of Ben's loved ones. Interesting. Which, yeah, after like after reading more into the lyrics and learning that, this song took on a whole, like I always enjoyed it, but it took on a whole new level for me. I, I mean, started off, I was like, oh, a nice uplifting song, and then I really got into like, and if you need to take this out on me, well, you know I won't complain. After the whole context of like the song about him being like always being there for someone, like that's some mm-hmm. selfless and it's a crazy mm-hmm. selfless, but it's also pretty knowing of the like of the people you're with or you're providing that for. Yeah. Well, it's uh, also it's also sort of like. Um, I, I remember, uh, I think we've, we've talked about this before, but like when we saw one of the first times, oh my gosh, with BNL, my ex, my girlfriend at the time went and saw them cause she lived down the road from the venue and they played blame it on oh, me. Yeah. Like she was like p- holding the, the phone up for me to listen and blame it on me. And like that mm-hmm. whole song is, is so tongue in cheek and sarcastic because it's a kind of like, wow, you're really like, sure. Just blame it on me. Like I, of course I'm the problem with all this stuff. But I heard it as very sincere that like I will take the blame of whatever. Like you yeah. can take that those lines in so many ways. Like it can if you need, if you and if you need to take this out on me, well, you know I won't complain. Like that can mean so many different things. Like it could be slightly tongue in cheek. It could be this undying love. It could be knowing what that friend needs in those moments. Like yeah, there's a it lot feels of more meaning. sincere than blame it on me. Yes, me. for sure. Oh, it oh, totally. Has totally. options, but it feels. But, but more I, like I think. The- I'm there for I, even if you need to do that, like I will be. Well, there I think that's what you. I meant is that like when I heard "Blame It on Me" the first t- first few times, mm-hmm. that's how I took it was the sincerity of like you can blame anything on me. I will always be there, and like right. you know, to maybe to a d- degree like enabling bad behaviors of somebody right. else. I that's how I take this is that it is very sincere, 
knowing that this is what this person needs every once in a while they do need to take this out on me even if it's not my fault i'm always going to be there for you to do that yeah 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 i like i i like that yeah but but um so Um, so i really like and all the anchors that they hid inside your chest we will unravel all the chains even mm-hmm. though this may mm-hmm. not directly be on the family tree storyline, it feels like that language mm-hmm. really ties into all of the themes, like the one that we've talked about yes. the most of trying to get yes. away from sins of the father and your family's history. Right. Yeah. Yep. But I like that, like, no, I know that's in you, but I'll be there to help you get through that. I like that too. I like those. Yeah, we we will unravel all of the chains. Like, yeah, even the term unravel is such a long term prospect. Like, you don't just unravel something super quick. Like, you take it takes time to unravel things. And I think when you're you're saying to them, "I'm going to help you unravel this. We are going to do this together," Um, and toss the remnants down the train. Yeah, it's followed up by, and I can't fix what's done to you. So again, that's like. I know, I know what we're working with. Like I know what. Yeah. Yep. The context of why all that stuff is there, but I'm yeah. here for this. Yeah, agree. I like that. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts? Like, you have anything else? I I really like the song. I like it a lot. I think musically, I really like it. I think it's weird because I don't think he like outside of the like the chugging songs. I don't think he strums full chords a lot. Like it's a lot of picking, like the boonda doonda 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 doonda. And so like when a song is just the heavy chords of something playing, it's refreshing. And um I so I, I really like it a lot musically. I think um thematically again, like you like you just talked about, that context of it is really interesting. Um and uh yeah, I actually really like this one a lot. I think it was one of the it was one of the ones that after my first listen stuck out mm-hmm. to me the most which is um always hard for me on, on the first listen of any album like mountain yeah. ghosts even where i like there are very few times like most music that i love it takes a few listens to really feel into but this is one of two or three that like on the first listen stuck out as memorable to me and on my follow-ups i was excited to get back to that's it yeah it's almost the opposite for me well like i don't know it didn't hide but it it definitely grew pretty quickly. It yeah. was just like, oh, that's okay. The yeah, first time, you know? it, yeah, to the other, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I like it. Um, well, but, then let's move on to the final one, then. Okay, let's just do it. Cool. Let's just move on to Nightcloths. It's been a You're long ready. pod. I, I mean, right. I, I think, uh, I think you know. At the end, at the end of the day, I, I'm feeling fatigued by this point. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. I think like the piano basis of it versus the guitar basis of it is really, really pretty to me. Um, going back to me not listening to a lot of lyrics for this stuff, I, I can't pull much meaning from it um, because I haven't looked at the lyrics. Not because there isn't meaning there. But I think it's one that 
it's what it's like i listen to it and i'm like i i like feel like there's something important going on you know what i mean like i listen yeah. to it and i go like there's something big here there's something heavy here but i have not looked at it enough to to um pin it down but i i do really enjoy it and i think this is one that i would actually consciously like to go back to not listening to the full album before it like i want right. to go back and just listen to nightcloths i'm willing to bet after what i say you will here we go. Let's do it. Um, tell me. Well, so, tell me your thoughts on it first. Tell me your I'll thoughts. Start, on I'll it. start on my thoughts uh, for. I really like how he sings the, you know, my my. I always that always stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Musically, it drags a bit at times, um, mm-hmm. but tonally, um, I well, like yeah, it's it. almost Super seven minutes too. Lyrics. You know, yeah. Um, let's see. And I'm not the kid I was on that evening, and somewhere inside. I hope that you still see me the way I was before I walked away. I really like that line. Um, mm. So <clears throat> this uh, song, I'm just gonna get straight into the where it's yeah. get into the meat about. Um, in the book, like it says that it's narrated by Abel's, uh, who is the uh, no Abel's son, Avery. Sorry, Abel is from Reminders and uh, from the mouth of an injured head. Uh, okay. And this is about his son remembering him and his sister growing up before her unexpected passing. Um, but what Ben talks about is that uh, his sister, Hannah, um, this song is in her memory. Very mm, similar. It was real. Life, yeah. Happened. Yeah. Uh, so I found an AMA uh, from Ben on Reddit. On the Reddits? And, oh. uh, I'm going to read one of his comments, paraphrase a little bit, because there's, you know, classic Ben fashion is lengthy. Classic. Um, So he says, I write about my sister a lot. She passed away a while ago while I was sitting with her. And there's a distinct before and after in me from that, which. Oof. Um, Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my outlook changed irreversibly. Uh, She shows she shows up in odd little ways whenever I write. Um, another piece of this is in the song night clothes. Uh, that one is much more about the two of us than any fictional characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's one of the favorite thing. One of my favorite things that I've ever written, but I'll never play it again. Wow. So he he really does not play it live. Does he devastating? No, I don't, I can go to set less, but I assume from that, that from that comment. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know when he's he said that in terms of touring and everything, but uh, I would I would guess this may be one of the ones that he never played. That's heavy, right? That's real heavy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess that's yeah, that's fair that that's yeah. I mean, to yeah. to to be to be bank or not vanquished to be vanquished to not being played again shows the not out of quality but out of heaviness. Like that's. That's a lot. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty. I mean, that's beautiful. I, like I said, I'm glad, I'm glad that I felt that to a degree, right? Like that, like, right. yeah, that like, there's something here sort of a thing. Um, but, uh, woof, that's heavy. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Same, man. I like, I listening. To, I, I got a lot more after reading about that. The, mm-hmm. that's another one that the song took on a whole new meaning for me 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot to dive yeah. in there. And it's pretty fucking cool. sad. Awesome. Great. So, um, that's yeah. kind it. of, we did it. Somehow we got through that. And it still won't be our longest episode of the season somehow. But um, so uh, overall, I think we I feel like we both kind of agree that it suffers a little bit from being a collection of EPs. Um, Yeah. And I think that you have to remember that in the context of the album, like you have to acknowledge that as it's not its own thing Um, in that in that degree. yeah, I think given the nature of the project and how a lot of like it's still packaged that it, you know, I guess I mean all as well as both of them are in there, but like the way there's a lot of relational storylines from what's just on this album. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm, I I feel like the it flows better than some other collections of EPs because of the nature of the project. I guess is yeah, I I I, I would agree. And I, overarchingly, but but also I think it's like it's the difference between a collection of EPs and a collection of B sides. Like true, that, true. there there there's cohesiveness in the groupings versus all the random songs. Yeah, but, um, that's fair. You know, because we're we're because we're so long winded at this point. Do you want to just go straight to Servant and King? Yeah, I feel or do like you have, we've covered yeah. it. I don't have anything yeah. else to. Me either. Um, I don't remember last time, nor I have a preference. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I think I went first last time, so you go first this time. But let me look at the track listing to make sure I have it um, ironed out, because I think I do. Um, okay. Yes, okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> Good? I'm ready. Go for it. All right. Uh, your servant is Second Family Portrait. Okay. Uh, and your kings, I don't think it's all as well it's only blood even though that was definitely up there um i'm gonna it's definitely not baptisms or sisters i don't quite think it's servants and kings boy that would be fun um i'm gonna go small hands i'd like to give you one point damn and i'd like to give you your second point hell yeah two for two yep i think you nailed it i you nailed it and you, the I think it, I think what happens a lot when we do this is that we talk, we talk through it like you just did, and then we end up like yeah. one off, where it's like uh-huh. it wouldn't be servants and servants and kings, but blah blah blah, and then it's like it was servants and kings. You talk, <laughs> you, you talk through it exactly perfectly. Um, so yeah, 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 two two points there. I we're getting good well, at how, this. How confident? Well, we'll see. How confident were you going into that? Saying those, saying those. Second family portrait, I was pretty confident. Small hands, much less. Uh, um, okay. But I feel like just first, you're talking about how it like stood out right away. I felt like because what I, yeah, gravitated. That's to. fair. I think I I think I have your it's your kings that I'm trying to remember. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, fuck it. I think your servant it's is all as well. Half it's, the album. <laughs> well, and there's yeah, well, I'll get to it. Yeah. I think your servants is all as well. It's only blood, and your kings is sisters. Zero for two, my friend. Zero for two? Get fucked. And it makes me feel better because I switched it today, but you either way, you would not have gotten it. Um, I switched it today, but you still would have been wrong. Um, same. Same as you for the second time in the series. Second family portrait. Small yeah, hands is your that favorite? All week. 
Small hands took on a whole new meaning. You deliberately, you deliberately misled me. Then I said about how you loved sisters. I love sisters. Oh, I love sisters. We're on our way. Is what I had as my favorite all week, and then small hands took it over. Mm, That's crazy. Yeah, exact same. So what's that put us at for the series? I think you're we're either tied or you're one ahead of me. Maybe. No, it's not doing this right. I'm one ahead of you. Okay, whatever. Um, that's crazy. I would never have guessed that. I, I felt uh, uh, second family portrait. I could. I know that you disliked, but I think it was mm-hmm. more the gap, the gulf between our likings of it that threw me a little bit more. Like that's fair. And then, uh, but yeah, no, I think you're. I thought it was sisters or Pappy. I think it was sisters that used to like. Oh, I love this one or whatever. And I was like, I feel like I'm. I'm gonna pay attention. And I felt like I locked into that pretty early, and so that one threw me like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Given given how recent it was, I tried to not downplay it at all when we were talking about small hands. Like not fully play my hand, but I I tried to not like just so <laughs> like not say anything and be like that's my favorite, you know. That's uh, how I felt about it. Like I I was I was sort of being intentional about. Well, I was yeah. being intentional about not saying this is my favorite, like because it, re- like I said, it really stuck out to me super quick. Um, yeah, and I didn't want to say that right, like that strongly because that would have been pretty obvious. But um, all right, well, hey, then let's move your point ahead. Moving into this, let's move into um, our fucking cellar door cellar door secrets. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with a film today, um, and not a movie, not a movie, a film. Um, it's a film. Please. It's a film. It's called Vengeance. It's written and directed by B.J. Novak, most Ooh. commonly known as Ryan from The Office. Um, I'm pretty sure. To him today. Oh yeah. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Was it? Was it? I started the fire. The Ryan story. Gus, it, stop! What are you doing? Nailed it. Um, I it's a. It, I believe it's his directorial debut. Directorial debut, but it's basically about um this podcaster in New York, um, hook up hooks up with a lot of girls and gets a call one night from this girl's brother saying that she just died, and he needs to come down for the funeral. And what you basically uh-huh. find out super early on is that her family thinks based off of the way she talked about him, that like he was like the love of her life, like her boyfriend and like this, like the big love. And to him, he, she was just a hookup. Like literally they had like a one night stand. And yeah. so they're like, we're so happy you're here and stuff. But like, of course what they assume, what was originally attributed to a, um, you know, like a drug overdose turns out to be more than that. And they start investigating and like doing, he's like, I'll do a podcast about it and stuff. So it's like, it's, it's like a dark comedy. I think it's definitely a comedy. I think it's a dark comedy though, but um, it's okay. really, it's really good. It's really, really good. It felt Relaxes. very, um, I don't know. I felt like in the COVID age and in like the Marvel age, it's the kind of movie you don't see get made a lot. Like a dark comedy that doesn't have a big budget but uh-huh. it's still really funny and clever. BJ Novak's in it. Like obviously he's the star. Um uh, uh Ashton Kutcher is in it. He plays one of the one of the main roles and he's amazing in it. 
Who in this poster, by the way, looks very much like Brandon Flowers to me. Does he really? (laughs) He's in this white cowboy hat. He's got the little mustache. Yep, he's got the the little Brandon. Yep, I see it. I see it. (laughs) And then I'll also say, um, uh, oh, what's his name? I think his name is, yeah, Boyd Holbrook. He plays the brother of the deceased girl, and he's fantastic in it. He's really, really good. So... It was one of those. Th- oh, it was one of those good. movies that, like, I watched the. You know, because I, I, I love trailers. I watch all trailers yeah. all the time, um, and so I watched the trailer for this months ago, and I was like, that looked. I mean, it's about podcasts. It's about the elite New York versus rural Texas, right? Like the whole, the whole like view of the world difference. So I was really excited for it, and then I watched it as soon as I could for. It's on Peacock for free, um, and yeah. I really liked it. I was like, I, I was, that. I was. Um, engaged the whole time it was funny it had a good story so yeah i I would it's called vengeance it's on peacock it's really really good yeah as soon as i saw the poster i remembered seeing that a while ago and then like Mm -hmm. that was it yeah (laughs) (laughs) like oh that's pj oh Uh, cool and gone yeah yeah um it's very funny because bj like he plays such a non-likable character in uh in the office and so, like, trying to think of him in, like, any other way can be really hard sometimes. Where I'm yeah. just like, no, he's the main character here. Like, but, no, wait, he's, wait. yeah, he's really good. He's really good. So, anyway, what about you, what, sir? What do you have, my good sir? Uh, I'm doing another album this week. Uh, of course. Into you. the Blue by Broken Bells. That just Broken Bells. Out. How do you feel about it? Uh, I'm really into it. I feel like this is what, I don't know. I was a little worried coming into it. I, just I think a lot of the albums that I've been like really hyping up this year have not mm-hmm. really held their weight. Mm. At least in first impressions, a lot of like some of them have grown on me, but I feel like this one was what I was looking for. It hit right oh, away. Uh, I'm really stoked on it. I, it's been forever. Just while waiting for it. I think I. It's think been I a long have, time. Uh, plugged into the disco a while ago, um, but. That would, yeah, geez, that would be crazy. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it may have been since like 2012. Let me see. That made uh, maybe 14. I I just got the vinyl for it today. I listened to it once before I got the vinyl, so I haven't listened to it much. But I really liked it. Um, but I okay. want to dive into. It. I, I feel like their their projects are different. Definitely albums I have to dive into more. Um, I need yeah. to like really like give it a few listens and stuff. So. Um, it's really good though. I, I, from what I have heard, I really liked it. Um, it felt like a long time coming because we talked about this a while ago where like they did a single in like 2018 and like one in yep. 2019 and then nothing. Neither of a Toronto album. Yep. Yep. None of, which, you know, the album was only nine songs, which at first I was kind of like, well, oh, I don't like when they're that short. But then if you think about <laughs> shelter and, and, and good luck uh-huh. as, theoretically having been on the album that brings it to 11 and i'm like all right that's that's 11 uh yeah songs total so um yeah i like it. i'm glad i'm glad you put that I'm, I'm excited to uh now that i have the vinyl to listen to more of it so um yeah. all right cool well hey that was a long fucking does it for another week i know i said this but i'm really interested to see where he goes musically after that if it stays sort of the same but like the themes change or if there's a big departure or what it is i'm i'm excited to uh kind of get yeah. there so that'd be good so me too all right well hey thanks everyone for fucking listening and stuff like that and uh yeah thanks for shit you know
I feel like I hit a wall like 10, 15 minutes ago, and I'm just like, I'm dead, dude. I'm so out of it. But thanks, guys. Talk to you next time. Bye.